We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa Schantz. I am an enthusiastic soul passionate about the spiritual part of life. Spirituality today is like an indulgent dessert buffet filled to the brim with unique offerings and services from amazing souls around the world. Join me in chowing down on some mini morsel bites to satisfy your spiritual sweet tooth starting now. One aspect of life that fires up my inner enthusiasm is other people's journeys. What makes someone do something? When in their life did they know that was the path they wanted to take? Where did they get the most enthusiasm for what they are passionate about? And why do they do what they do? Well, today I've invited a special guest on. Her name is Jazz Yates. And Jazz is a young entrepreneur who has been raised with strong spiritual beliefs. She is an artist manager, coaching and developing successful careers in the music industry. She resides in Melbourne, Australia, and her strong inner authority, direction, and awareness of her path absolutely inspires me. And I hope that you receive some inspiration from her today, too. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm so excited because um, you're an upcoming generation. You are enthusiastic and you're rocking it. And I just really wanted to tune into that vibe and that good young energy that you're bringing forth and what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. It's, uh, sometimes I, people describe me as a power that's unstoppable sometimes and they're just like, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear you. And I know I want to start too with you are raised with spiritual beliefs. And so you have that as a real big foundation for your, for your awareness of who you are and what you really want to move into. So would you like to explain a little bit about your spiritual beliefs and your upbringing? Yeah. Um, so yes, I was raised uh, with both my parents uh, believing in guides and or angels and having a spiritual journey that sort of links with personal development. Well, that's how I interpret it anyway. Um, and I found that so rewarding and interesting um, navigating that as I grew up because I got the foundations of how to listen to myself and to um, be working with a, a different level. So an, an energy or how I describe it as um, my helpers. And um, that then led me to being able to learn to understand people. And I think if there's anything that I take from my learnings as a child and what my parents um, taught me was people and how to understand them and all their, their um, 
intricacies and what they're dealing with and what, why they might be dealing with it and understanding their background is very closely linked to their personality types and things like that and being able to read their energy and knowing just by reading their energy exactly what you probably should be saying to them and probably shouldn't be. <laughs> right. So really getting a good, you, you were able to really kind of read the energy around people from the upbringing you've had. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I think, I think it's, um, it was a, it, I always try to, uh, explain it as a bit of a, a mix match. It's sort of like personal development. It's a bit of like working with energy and working with, you know, spirit. Um, and then there's a bit of learning other people and understanding them. And, um, yeah, it was definitely a fun childhood, uh, <laughs> and very interesting to come up in that way. Cause I, um, I, I grew up in that way and there's so much that foundationally sets up my beliefs, um, even down to, you know, the beliefs that I have around everything's supposed to be the way it's supposed to be. Like everything happens for a reason. Um, and, you know, my beliefs around what happens in, the, in your afterlife and things like that, that helps set me up. But I have gone through those formative stages of being questioning what that actually is for me. And for me, my spiritual belief is just a bit different from the way that my parents believe um, their spiritual belief and how they work with it. Um, and it's very sort of very funny relationship in regards to spirituality with my parents and I, because they're, you know, they're always uh, raised me to go, okay, well, you're struggling with this. Why don't you, you talk with your guides and you work with them about it. Um, and then because I'm still, challenging exactly what I feel like I believe um I go no and then so it's forever just being like why don't you know why don't you know <laughs> but then but then at the same time I'll you know they're struggling with something and I, I swing it back to them and be like why don't you talk to your guides and they're like well you said no so <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what comes around goes around if you're going to t- say to me to you know talk to my guides I'll say to you why don't you talk to your guides right <laughs> yeah exactly and like it is funny because there are times when they'll be like, oh, yeah, I, go, I guess you make a point. But I think, you know, sometimes when somebody has to say that to us, like, why don't you talk to your guides? We're actually already at a stage where we want to push back a little bit anyway. Like we want to try and figure it out ourselves and we're sort of starting to come to the realisation that we might just need to talk to, to somebody else or our guides or whoever. So it's um it's all about just different stages and phases of where you're at spiritually, I think. <laughs> Definitely. And you're in the cycle of 21 to 28, which is a cycle of maturity. So that is, I mean, you just came out of cycle of identity into cycle of maturity. So it's kind of like, you know, who am I? How am I going to express myself? And then now my career and where do I want to take things? And so it's definitely a bigger picture time with finding out who you are. Do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I do feel like I've sort of landed a bit more in my spirituality and how much I want to do work with it. Um, and I'm finding new different revelations as I go. Like I'm this past month have been very much into crystals and been feeling like crystals actually do serve me, um, and, you know, help clear out the energy that I don't want in my body. Um, cause we've started properly experiencing COVID here. Um, which is a bizarre concept, uh, being two years into the the journey, but, um, yeah, we actually do have exposures. So it's sort of like the crystals and things like that have been helping me reassure myself that I'm clearing things out of my body that I need to. And, 
Um, but again, like that's so closely linked to spirituality and, and it links to what I've been taught as a kid. So it's um, while I feel like I'm settled in my belief, it's sort of like I'm still just adapting as I go and, um, yeah, trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, and I can tell you for myself, I'm a few um, cycles ahead of you and it's a constant jazz. It's like it, it's a constant unfoldment, I feel, until like the last day of my last breath, I'll be like, wow, I learned that today. And then, oh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's constant. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's called life, isn't it? We're always learning. If we're not learning, then are we living? That's, that's what I always like to grow up. And uh, I sometimes take that to the extreme. I do too much because I'm trying to learn too much. And then I'm like, why is this so hard? <laughs> <laughs> And I think too, right now in the time frame we're in, like, I swear the energy is going faster. Like we're doing this big, you know, energy shift on the planet, but literally time is going faster. So it, there is that like, um, I have a lot to do and little time. And even though we probably do have quite a bit of time left, but do you feel that too? Yeah, definitely. I felt uh, January was such a slog um, in where we were. Like, I, every friend around me was just like, oh, January is so hard. It just feels like it's been a whole year already in just this one month. Um, I think, yeah, people were getting fatigued from holidays and COVID and all this sort of stuff. Um, but I have felt that as soon as that Chinese New Year kicked in, it actually started to move again, which is nice. Um, and it feels like we're at the start of the year. It's not, it's, feels like it's January is not actually Feb. So it's, um, yeah, the, the, the energy is working in a very peculiar way at the moment. It's not, it's not as flowy as it normally is. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Totally. And there's so much, I don't know if you do any kind of astrology, but there are so many transits in the next, well, I mean, there's always transits going on, but in the next like six weeks, there are some big ones coming out. So I think that's also starting to kind of come into play and some of the planets mm. coming out of retrograde. And so it's, um, it's going to be, it's like full on, right? I mean, the energy for sure. Yeah, exactly. And everybody just sort of goes, whoa. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because I, I work with lots of people in their different cycles or at different ages, however you want to refer to it. And, um, you know, from kids to adults and um, managing both of them, because I'm a, currently a part-time nanny and I'm also an artist manager and it really is very interesting seeing both of those age groups go such through such very similar feelings um, and then and energies and working with that and then seeing how they actually interpret like their, their outflow of that. It's sort of like some of them, like most adults are handling it like not very well in comparison to the kids, um, even though the kids are just experiencing such like they're just so exhausted, they're like, very confused schools just started back and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, are you okay? Cause you really shouldn't be for the children. <laughs> um, right. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Whereas the adults, you see them and you're like, okay, you're handling it. You're maybe not. Uh, do you need help? <laughs> exactly. For sure. And I think too, like just having that bigger picture spiritually, no matter what it, you know, it, it no matter what it has transformed in you for you or the beliefs, but just having that, I mean, I don't know, like how are people that you relate to in your own age group, are they spiritual or have you found more of them spiritual or not spiritual or? Yeah, it's interesting. I have a very mixed bag of friends. I have some friends that are 
more, I have more friends that are closer to the end of the life cycle I'm currently in. So they're like 28, 29, going to their 30s. Um, I have clients that are like, I'm very close to my clients due to the nature of the work. And they're like 35, 36 sort of thing. So the, the learnings and the lessons that I'm seeing from them is very broad. Um, but I think most people tend to not have a spiritual belief that they're at least um, voice to others. Um, and the ones that do voice it are ones that are very into it. Um, so they've, they've bought the cards, they've got the crystals, they've got the, um, you know, feeling the energy and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it really is interesting trying to explain to them my journey with that. Um, because as you could probably tell, it's not the easiest uh, thing to like bring up in a nutshell for me. Cause it was just so many different moving parts. Um, so yeah, that's actually been such an interesting journey growing up sort of like trying to feel out where that person was in how, in how much they can actually take on board. Like if they're not spiritually open yet, it's a lot for them to take that and go, Oh, that sounds great. Like the, I totally believe that. Um, so yeah, that's been really interesting to sort of sense that out and then go from there and go, you know, this is my story. How do you experience things? And, um, yeah, talking with other people about what they're, when, if they believe in spirituality, exactly what they believe in and down to the whole, what it, you know, what do you think afterlife is? What do we do after this? <laughs> right. Exactly. Not just right now, but after this whole event's over with, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and all, all the, the lessons that we're going to learn in between. Exactly. So you work with artists, with um, musicians, and that is a very creative, I mean, stimulating, fun, out there in the energies kind of events too. So how do you work with that and the clients you have? Uh, it's definitely a challenge. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I've owned my business for five years now. Um, so I've owned it since I've been 18. Um, and that's been really, uh, a very interesting journey because it's, I've sort of been working through my flow of, you know, my maturity and what I'm doing and my uni, cause I went to uni for this as well. Um, but also trying to understand other people and how they communicate. So artist management is really tricky because um, I always see it as like I'm pulled between two things. I'm pulled between my business that needs me to do the social media and to get more clients in and all this sort of stuff. And then the other pull is my clients who have all these tasks that they need me to do. (laughs) And (laughs) on top of that, there's um, the, the managing the clients and like managing where they're at. And I think artist management is a really an, an amazing um, journey or an amazing job because it allows me to not only have creative control, <clears throat> pardon me, and a really strong voice within the music industry um, or just a strong voice in general, which you tend to not get in a nine-to-five job. I believe anyway, I've never really had a nine-to-five job, um, <laughs> which is rare. Um, uh-huh. But... I yeah get to have my opinion get to have my voice and get to have that heard but then also at the same time 50% of my job in working with my clients is talking with them and negotiating with them and also knowing 
where they're at in their lives and what support they need. So it definitely is, I always joke to people of go, oh, I'm an artist manager and a nanny and they're pretty much the same job because one of them's nannying adults and one of them's nannying kids. Like, <laughs> and, then, and, and then I go further and go, yeah, at least with the kids, it makes sense when they don't listen to you because they're like, they don't know any better. And they like, if they make a mistake, like it's because they don't know any better. Whereas an adult, you're like, I, I could have told you not to do that. Like, <laughs> right. exactly. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it is funny when you compare it that way, because it is a lot like that. It's still um, for both ends of the, those jobs. It's, it's managing where like the risk of what's coming ahead managing what needs to come ahead, um, like where that person might be at in the next two hours or the next six months um, so that you know where they're at mentally um, and in their their learning as well. Um, And then mapping that out around what do they need around them to do what they need to do, Um, which is exactly how I perceive raising kids. It's sort of like, where are they at? what could the risks be? Like, are, are they going to fall into something? Are they going to like put something over their body? And now you have to change them. It's, it's the same thing as adults. Just you don't actually have to give them a spare change of clothes yet. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes back to me too, to that, like the spirituality part of it, like listening to yourself. And then when you listen to yourself, you're able to really work with other people and where and meet them where they're at. And also that inner authority, inner power. So, because you seem like you're such a mature, strong, put together person of, you know, in the 20s. I mean, so how do you, what, what, I guess, what advice would you like to say about listening to yourself or the powers that you have that you're able to go out there and really rock what you're doing? Yeah, I think um, there's full transparency that, um I'm still going through that. Like I, I perceive myself as being very mature, put together. Like I know how to organize somebody's band and they believe me. Um, <laughs> but, but in the same tone, like I'm going through my own journey of um, trying to find where my power lies and um, find my confidence in, in certain aspects. And I think, I have found it a, it really rewarding to go through that journey and be making sure I'm working towards that and to be like always working towards being a better person and learning from my lessons um, and trying to build on those as I go. And I think that has been monumental in me being able to be like, in the sort of role that I'm in. I think I came from, you know, when I was 18, I was this, you know, potentially very timid. Um, I say timid, but I was doing drama a lot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my my perception on how I was approaching things was very timid and um, asking for permission a lot for things and asking for reassurance and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's it's come from, a lot of it's come from time and experience um, in regards to like knowing that I don't need the permission anymore. Um, but then some of it's just come from having good communication and being able to understand when somebody trusts you. Um, and when you need to give them all that, when you don't need to give them all the information anymore. Um, and also when I need to trust myself and I'm still learning that as well. I think it's, um, 
as I said, it's just, it's always going to be lesson. I think you can always be better at being um, independent or well-spoken or whatever it's going to be. But um, I think I've really found a shift in the last year where I realized that I've been a manager for five years and that's been when I can say that to people now, it sort of feels reaffirming that, no, I actually do have this experience. Um, So yeah, it's definitely a journey. (laughs) With just like life, right? It's a constant journey, constant learning, but having put together some things for yourself, like understanding the types of perceptions which um, I want to talk a little bit about that because I'm not sure exactly what your first perception is, but um, I'll just tell the listeners that what we do is um, we believe there's, well, out of like under the umbrella of intuition, there's four different types of abilities or types of perceptions. So for myself, I'm what I would call an intuitive. And so I am clear audience. I'm clear hearing. So there's also, um, there's being a visionary, having that clear seeing, there's being a prophetic type, which is that inner, that all knowing. And then there's the feeling type, which is can sense a lot of things. And so that's what um, Jazz was talking about a little while ago and seeing how she, you know, has perceptions and understands about them and how she can then relate. And you kind of start understanding what people say or how they kind of act as to, okay, well, that person's clearly a visionary or that person's a feeler. And so what, what is your first perception, if you don't mind um, sharing? Yeah, first perception of people or myself? Oh, what What is yourself? Yes. Yeah, so my first perception is um, intuition. So it oh, definitely Oh, you're an intuitive does, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it definitely does play into my natural ability to be a leader because it's we work with the facts, we work with the, you know, the big picture as well. And, um, yeah, it's... Um, I think I, I remember when I, cause I got profiled um, really, really early on, which is for those of your um, listeners that don't know, uh, profiling is um, when they do talk to us, our guides or spirit, and um, they they basically tell us exactly what's what our um, gifts. I I I, I, I um, refer to them as gifts. Actually, I don't know why, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you. you um, refer to it the other way. Um, but I was super young when I got that done, I would have been like six or seven. Um, so very early on in regards to other people's journeys. Um, but I remember going, Oh, I'm not really like a leader though. Um, you know, I don't, don't know if I'd call myself that. Um, and that was when I was getting bullied at the time. So it was, yeah, so far from where I thought I was, but I bet you my parents were like, are you kidding me? Of course, that's who you are. Because <laughs> at home I would have just yes. been like, well, mom, we're going to do this. <laughs> right. And and that that uh, that really has grown as I've, you know, become an adult and, it, and I think it makes more and more sense um, as we go along. And I think I, um, it links incredibly well with my thrust which is another element of the profile. And it's sort of like um, the way I perceive it is like your your life sentence, like your life purpose. And my thrust is um, I organise time to do my own stuff. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And I, I find it very hilarious that it's the word stuff because I do manage and juggle so much in my life. And, it, you know, I was like as I said, very young. Um, so I didn't have 
all the vocabulary in the world to, to be understanding, you know, a full, full thrust. But um, the fact that it is stuff, it still feels like it's actually who I am um, because I do manage every single element of my time to do everything I want to do. <laughs> right, right. And as an intuitive, I know too that, um, like you said, I just need the facts, but that time and that direction is so important. And the fact that um, the perceptions that we have as since that being our first gift, I do call them gifts also because we actually do the consultation called Gifts and Guidance. So that's on our website of tntspiritworks.com. But um, so understanding that, you know, that as my intuitive part that I am also frank and honest. So I don't know, like as a little kid, I mean, I'll tell you stories, Jazz. Like I remember being a little smart ass. I remember like going to a neighbor and like saying stuff and like that is of course maybe an out of balance intuitive, but I was a little smart ass little punky kid for, you know, in certain times of my life. I mean, I'm sure there was things yeah. that were, you know, bringing that up in me, but yeah, like as an intuitive, I could be, I can be a strong presence. Do you find that too in yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think I always very closely linked to my friends when, you know, when we talk about my personality or other people's personalities, I always, um, if they don't have the spiritual background, I talk to them about being an extrovert um, or an introvert. And boy, am I an extrovert. <laughs> you put me in front of somebody and I will know how to talk their pants off. Like I am there for that. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, part of that comes from my dad, who was also an intuitive and and, and my mum as well. She's, she's a feeler, but um, my dad definitely taught me how to, you know, talk the pants off somebody. And then my mum taught me how to read their, their, you know, their thoughts and their feelings and, mm-hmm. and um, connect in with them in, in another level. So I, fi- I do find a lot of people give me more eye contact because I'm there and I'm giving them the energy that, that, that they need and showing them energy-wise that I'm here. Um, but then also, you know, facts wise, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'll pick up on little things and I'll come back in, in the conversation and bring that up and people love it. It's, I do find it very fascinating now in, in a group who will keep their eye contact with me more often because they just connect. Right. Right. And that's also, um, a reflection of where your energy's at. So exactly. understanding where you're at, your energy and who you are, that's, it's huge. That's, I mean, that's such a, um, a benefit of getting that training and that understanding so young when most people go, you know, decades into their life and then go, well, what's this all about? All this unseen, weird, wacky stuff that I'm experiencing or I'm feeling or I'm hearing or I'm seeing in my mind's eye. But, you know, having that understanding at a young age and then working with it is so beautiful, Jazz. It really is. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does feel like a gift. And I think it's it's allowed me to do the, the two types of jobs that I do. I think I see it way more currently in working with children. It's like, you know, their gift order and you know what they're going through in their life cycle. Um, and you know, their like, you know, their personality, then you can, you can manage whatever they're feeling at any given time. Like I I have a little girl that I've been working with since she was three. She's now six and she is really exhausted at the moment because of school. And um, even last year when she started, started school for the first time, um, she was really overwhelmed, really tired. And I, I knew it. Um, but she's also, I would say 
a bit of a, I can't tell whether it's filler intuitive or intuitive filler. She's like, she's very strong minded. And <laughs> so am I. So we used to like really butt heads. Cause I'd be like, well, no, you're not getting that. Like, <laughs> um, but I do remember a day when she was like the first two weeks in from school and she just like collapsed on the ground in tears over like the silliest thing. And I was like, Edwina, you need to stop this. And I like got down on the ground and I picked her up and held her in my arms. You could just feel her go. And I said to her, I was like, so these are the facts. And I said, you've, you've had a very big week. You're very exhausted. I think this is your body telling you that you're exhausted. And then she just stopped crying and she went, Oh yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) <laughs> it just gave me a big hug it was just like thanks jazz can i just like pinpoint it like, yeah. yeah she was like you gave her the facts and you gave her the feeling of like you're okay you're safe and then she was like okay cool can i have something to eat now <laughs> i love it jazz this has been so much fun. And I just really want to have you on today because you're so enthusiastic about life and what you're doing and, you know, at such a young, beautiful age. And so I want to ask you, is there any little tidbit of spiritual nugget you want to leave the listeners with as far as embracing who they are as they move forward on their journey? Well, we had a bit of a lag there, but um, yes, I do. I... My little tidbit would to be would be to try and understand other people and pick up their energy, read their energy, um, try and understand how different people function and how they communicate and their different learning styles. I think that has been a godsend for me growing up. Um, and also in my business of being able to understand, okay, this person's not responding to me in the way that um I need them to because I'm giving them the facts. They might, they must not be an intuitive. Maybe they're a feeler and I need to like share the feeling of how it's going. Um, And I've gone round and round in circles with, with different uh, bands and clients about the same topic because each person has a different gift order and you have to explain it in their different gift order ways. And it's, uh, I think understanding people and where they come from and, um, some would say being a little bit nosy about their background <laughs> can, uh, can definitely help. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, Jazz, for coming on and sharing your awesome energy, your enthusiasm. And I really wish you well for your, your music career and all that you've got going for you. And um, keep going gangbusters, girl, because I'll keep tabs on you because you, you've got, you know, you've got some put, good stuff put together for yourself spiritually. And I'm really excited that you came on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.